Thanks for tuning into 210 Local Media Podcast. I am your host, Mario Zamron. Uh, this episode is long overdue for a few reasons. Uh, one, Season 3 started in January. The Terror Expo was in January. And this episode is actually a takeover from my other podcast, It's a Guy Thing Podcast, uh, which has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, we've done a few episodes that could have crossed over, and we've decided to do it at this point with the Terror Expo because we were able to get media coverage for both 210 Local Media and a Terror Expo, or I'm sorry, and It's a Guy Thing podcast for us to be at the Terror Expo. So we figured we'd do a, a combination episode and uh, kind of just make things a little bit easier and uh, also allow you guys to check out what else I enjoy doing on the side of 210. Um, first of all, fair warning, there's no music in this episode. There's three guys who sound like morons, and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, so the guys, which would be myself, my friend Michael, and my friend Rick, uh, we take a brief walk on the floor of the 2016 Terror Expo and get a surprise guest drop-in from a famous and former Walking Dead cast member, Jose Cantillo, who was in Walking Dead, Chappie, Elysium, Sons of Anarchy, Crank, Crank High Voltage, Disturbia, and the Manchurian Candidate, just to name a few. Um... I could go on and on and on for a very long time about this topic, but uh, if you like it, please let us know on our Facebook page, slash 210localmedia, or on Twitter, at 210localmedia, and as always, thanks for listening. Record you, fake interviews. <laughs> could you sing me your favorite? You missed like 45 minutes of great. Of gold. Of great material. Just let me know that. It's not the wire's fault. It was all it was all happening. You just didn't plug a memory card into that. It's good. Why don't you ask, why don't you ask Scott Wilson? He's got an extra memory oh, look card. At Stephen King right here behind you. Hey, no, because he's. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I. I what happened? happened? Edit that. <laughs> Tell me what happened. King can't walk. He got all ran over and crippled. I didn't know that. I really didn't know Some that. Some guy ran him over with a van. Stop it. That's why he did. So this is so now you're gonna you're gonna feel like a dick. So you remember <laughs> Dreamcatcher, right? Awful movie. So part of Someone, one of my one of my coworkers just yeah, watched it. I was like, oh my god! So I remember seeing the, it in the theater. Part of the reason he wrote that was after his car when someone ran him over. Because remember the part that. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Oh my god. Remember, I think he got all fi- fixed up. Oh. Wait, who, who did what? What happened? What did I miss? Uh, we, had, we just saw Stephen King. We saw Stephen King walking around. We were talking about his accident that I didn't know about. That he had gotten run over oh, by yeah, a van. Yeah, yeah He I was jogging. That. or No, he would go walking every day, and um, some guy ran him over. Yeah. Crunched I had heard about that, I've but I hadn't really, like... I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay, I'm so... I'm really sad, though, that that it happened was, to it him was because it inspired one of the worst movies he's ever been a part of. Yeah. What movie was that? Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. I never saw that. That's terrible. It's real bad. The shit weasels. That's all you need to know. People shit aliens out of their butt. <laughs> red, red, oh, wait, wait, bright wait. red. Grossness. Is that in the woods and the snow and? Yeah. Okay, yeah Morgan Freeman's that. got the giant. I did see that. The I giant white eyebrows. It. It's a yeah. really bad movie. Yeah. Okay. So and, Morgan, and it's weird because Morgan it's like Freeman's worst is that and that one in the rain with Christian Slater. Terrible. Oh, hard rain. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is about the Dreamcatcher is that it had a good cast because it was like Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, oh, yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Morgan Freeman, yeah. Tom Sizemore. Who's the other guy? There's the other lead. Another the, the guy, guy who just got the. He's on Billions now. Oh, Damian Lewis. That's the guy. He's the I one like. that gets run over. I know, but that's the guy he's I like. Damian Lewis is the guy I like but the see, most. But, so that's of what, those that's, guys. but that's why you gotta look at Dreamcatcher and say that's why it had to happen so that you would have Damian Lewis now. 
you would have Band of Brothers, you would have Homeland, you would have Billions, you would have the other show he was in. You wouldn't have that without Dreamcatcher. That might have been his way, his foot in the door. Well, then that's a casualty yeah. I can live with. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've already decided that Rick, you don't watch Walking Dead. I do not. We've yeah established but that. Mike, do you watch Walking Dead? I do. Uh, you're current. I'm current. Okay, I'm current with last season. I haven't caught up with this season. No, I've I've but seen it all, but I do know every person that's here representing Walking Dead is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's appropriate though, right? Like. It's not just to catch. Yeah, they're actually. Dead. I know that'd be that'd be funny if they only let them do interviews once they are out of the show and they're dead and they've moved on. <laughs> so yeah. spoiler it's alert, probably, guys! It's probably really easy to be a part of the Comic Con world once your character's killed off. The yeah, you, you've got looking for stuff time. to do. Free time. Yeah, you can exactly. Oh, who's who's that? That looks like somebody. Looks like somebody important. That one. I don't know. No, yeah, it wasn't her. That, that is, uh, I can't remember she's her name. A, she's she's got, she has an entourage and tight yeah. pants. So, so we're on Celebrity Row here at yes. Terror Expo, checking out all the names. And Terror Expo The 16. only thing that I've been trying to figure out with Rick is how you fit Martin Cove and um, Billy, Zabka. Billy, Zabka. Billy, Billy Zabka. And C. Thomas Howe. Into, into the terror genre. Because they were bad guys. That's what I told him. They he were swept, villains. He swept the lake. But were they terrifying? Uh, and when it, you were, it, if you were getting if you were beat fight, up yeah, by them. Exactly. So would you say Martin Cove was... He was, punched uh, a windshield, a window in with both hands. His nightmare. So you think you think in in the real life of Karate Kid that years after Part Three ended, that he would just wake up in the night just dreaming about Martin Cove? Probably. <laughs> Whose name is actually what? His character's name is what? Uh, Come on, it's, uh, oh, uh, John Kreese. Very good, John Kreese. I Kreese. wouldn't remember yeah. that. And Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. That's right. See, Johnny, but Johnny Lawrence. Lawrence was a victim because the guy he who, was. I finally saw guy, that video. The guy who played him, <laughs> the guy who played him, that the guy who plays his character is not Billy Zabka in Part Two, right? He's it's a fake actor that's not playing him. Did they even show him? Yeah, in the beginning of Part Two, before they go to Okinawa, they show yeah, him at the at outside the, of the outside so the tournament. Oh, quick really? aside, because that was brilliant. That's one of the first times I saw that in a movie, and it worked. Where the second the sequel picked up exactly where yeah. the yeah. first one left off. Right. I thought that was, that was badass. Right? I thought it was badass it's too. Like, it's still badass. Because it's like, yeah. you know, what happened after he walked out and won? This is what happened. He's, they tried to fucking Dan- beat his ass. Daniel Daniel LaRusso's limping yeah. in the beginning of part two. Like, he starts yeah. the movie limping with the trophy in his hand. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. And But the guy who's playing Johnny Lawrence is not Billy Zabka. It's, I didn't even know, it's I another thought, guy. I didn't even know he came out there. That's I, interesting. I, 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 I thought it was just Martin Cove that he lost. Because he's trying to beat up the, hey, slope. <laughs> that's what he says. It's from the movie. That, that's yes. Just, yeah. That's what he says. It's a <laughs> Can't get away with that now. Yeah. <laughs> but, was, but, yeah, that was pretty bad. He was a bad. Vietnam vet, man. Yeah. But, yeah, see, I, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing, right? And, like, that, I finally saw that video. The, the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Which one? I forgot who was the one that told me about it. The, the Karate Kid video where it's uh, some guy made a video on YouTube where it's showing how Daniel LaRusso is actually the bad guy in the yes, movie. Yes, yes. I finally saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's true. The way that it's like, Johnny was trying to defuse the situation. Notice he didn't punch him first. He was That's just right. really getting out of his way. <laughs> it wasn't until Daniel escalated the fight that he defended well, himself. Did That's you, right. Did, you, did either of you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. So the last season. I hate that show worse than The Walking Dead. I, so in the I, last season, I, last I treated myself episodes. to the last episode just to see what the hype was about. Was it good? Blue Trumpet. Uh, blue trump, blue, yeah, blue trumpet. No, but uh, she's so a mom all along, but she died. So no, no. Okay, so the last season, right? the, the right, right. yeah. So the <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> okay. So wait, so wait. The no, real, no, the real the, mom, no, the real the, mom the died, real, so he wound up with Robin. Anyway, yeah. he still ends up. With How is it that I've never seen that, but I know he that he still ends up That's with stupid, the, it's the, typical. It's the easy. shield agent, right? He still ends up with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So with Billy Zabka, 
Co Kobe Smolders. Yeah. Yeah. Corky Bell. <laughs> so going back to Billy Zabka here. So Zabka in the last season of How I Met Your Mother showed up for like the last ten episodes as Barney's buddy. And Barney's whole thing was that no, Billy Zabka was the hero. He's my favorite movie hero. And they're like, he was the bad guy. And he's like, no, no, he wasn't the bad guy. And he talks about He shows about, up oh, in yeah. the show as himself? It. Yeah, he plays oh, himself in the that's show. Ah, nice. that's cool. And it's, nice. Pretty, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's like it's worth watching those scenes. Like, yeah. I was heavily disappointed with the end of that, that series. I would watch that. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool. really cool. Because, and they, like, Barney puts up a good, art, like, five-minute argument about why he's the hero in the in the yeah. show. Like, oh, you know, poor him and not poor Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Miyagi. Like, oh, they were they were the evil ones. Yeah. So. But but that's, again, like, that's kind of fair if you think about it. In the, in the scope of the time period and in the scope of the film world itself, right. it's fair. Because, again, it's the same thing. Like, not to hop on that. Watch it. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Watch it. How's it going? How's it going? It's the best show I've ever been on. Yeah, yeah, this is It's a Guy Thing podcast. It's a what is it? It's, it's a, a Guy, guy thing, thing podcast. Where's Jeff? Oh, hey, it's a Guy Thing podcast. This is Jose Cantilla. You might uh, remember me as Martinez in The Walking Dead. And yeah. this is my favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank sure. you. All right, I'm going to go have some lunch. In Disturbia. In Disturbia. Officer Gutierrez, yes. go get a cheeseburger in honor <laughs> of Gutierrez. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. You that was badass. There you go. That was pretty badass. We didn't go up to him. Yeah. He's just walking by. He's like, hey. It's because we're Mexican. That's right. <laughs> Finally, it pays off. Finally, all right. Solidarity right. in culture. Because, yeah. yeah, Scott Wilson didn't walk over and do that. Scott Wayland. Scott Wayland doesn't come by yet. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I see his boot over there, but it's very empty. It's a little dusty. <laughs> so that's what that's what we'll do right now. Let's walk around. Let's walk by booths and wait for the stars to come out and talk and to see, us. Let's like, see. We'll take a, a scorecard we'll, we'll of go to the how many people come to us. That, well, right now, yeah. one. We've got we, one. We should have done is one of us should have wore a suit. So when we're talking to each other, it looks like we're interviewing the other one. Exactly. And someone would think you were a celebrity <laughs> as well. The thing is, one of one of us three would have to be skinny, which none of us are. And that's no, the only way you no. can look like a celeb is if you are real thin. Really skinny. Because that's the, only, that's, that's the only thing I notice here is that if you're under 50, you are real thin. Yeah, uh, female or guy. Yeah. And if you're over 50, yeah. then you look like a normal human being. Yeah. Is, but, but is is it fair to say? And I say this as a as a as a as a overweight person myself. My doctor <laughs> says morbidly obese. That's not that's what? unfair for them to say that's that. That's unfair. I'm not point. pleased that that I don't even need my doctor. I just get on, obese, I just get on the scale worse. and the BMI tells me yeah. I'm morbidly obese. But but, wow. obese, but I'm saying I, I'm not trying to be um um you know um. A downer. A downer about that. But when yeah. you see when you see uh, celebrities of any sort, and they're always almost always like you said, they're always skinny. Now, is it unfair of me to think it's because they have the ability to be skinny, or that their job requires them to be? So that's both. part of both. the that's both. part of the motivation. Is that Easily I have both. to be. Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like if yeah, every single day your wife was like, "I'm going to leave you if you don't run ten miles and yeah. not eat bad." Well, I tell Sarah all the time. I'm like, I would get fit if we had money. And she's like, well, how does that, why, how? And I'm like, because then I could hire a personal trainer to make me do all of it. <laughs> but see, I don't think they, know? like, come to your house. Yeah, and, no, like, they, they do. do. Yeah, that's they the do. really expensive ones. I don't well, think, a, yeah, yeah, I don't think like, Gold's Gym does that. No, I'm, Gold's I'm Gym guessing. does not do that. But, like, if you're in L.A. and you have a personal trainer that yeah. comes out to your home, exercises with Life you coach. for an hour and a half. But you can also pay Gold's off. Gym to say, I'm going to pay for 30 sessions. And they'll start texting you and hunting you if you don't show up. Like, where are you? Really? So like, what are you doing? What they should do is they wow. should take boot camps. They should say, "Oh it, yeah, that's it's, right. It's that's right. One hundred dollars a month, but if you don't show up, it's five hundred dollars." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody would sign those contracts. No, Actually, but that, that's that how you put. That's, but that's though, how man. you put yourself under the pressure. Is that you know yeah. what? We're gonna paste your face on the fat wall. 
<laughs> it's an LED screen that flashes through but, but, all the people the, that don't show up for their but sessions. But these are the same people that go and eat the giant pizza that is inhumanly possible to eat so that they can get their picture on those things on the wall. <laughs> so wall. that is the fat wall. Brilliant. That is the fat wall already. Huh. You're, you know, you We're going to make do, an LED shirt way. of your fat face. <laughs> Did you see those LED shirts this over goes there? Like, That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like 20 years old. 36 years old. 26 years old. It just, like, keeps expanding. Coolest thing I've seen here so far is LED t-shirts. Google them. Yeah, I that is they cool. Because I till today. How do you wash them? How do you repower them? If this was, a, a, like, a breaking new, like, a important hard-hitting show, that's what we'd say. LED shirts. How do you wash them? <laughs> is it come off? Question. Maybe it's how, removable. How fast Let's, does the battery die? I gotta head to the front. I, I guess we could ask them if we really course. wanted to, <laughs> we can. to know the answer. Do we, can, we can go to the booths. You guys have exhibitor badges. Oh. So you can... Even though we are media, we're all media. Is there a fruit tray in my future? <laughs> so we I feel got like at some point someone's gonna trip. Probably a kid. Oh well, gonna hit this cord and then get clotheslines. So or me, Martin. Like every me. time I've looked at Martin Cove, who plays Sensei Crease, he's on his phone. He looks really busy and upset. He's, he's so right now, busy. so that's no, a, a question though. Right now, right now, do you think that um, if you were to go up to him, he would be, he would be uh, more. Receptive to your presence because no one else is over there at the moment, well, or you think he'd be like, "Ugh, that's a thought. I just <laughs> my my, I my natural so. insecurity in life tells me he would just be pissed at my just the sight of me." So <laughs> he probably he probably be pissed because see it any other way. he probably be, I think he'd be mad at you because you look merciful, and as we know, <laughs> mercy is for the weak. <laughs> mercy is for the weak. Exactly. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> oh, but there's C. Thomas. He's just hanging out. He's laughing. He's having a good day. See, Thomas looks like a okay, actual so, actor. So help me. So, you know, I no what is he he in? so, so I don't know who that is. Do you remember Red Dawn? I've never seen either Red oh my, Dawn. Dude, we need to have a monster fucking okay, well, I've seen, I've film seen festival both of at them. your house. I, where, where are you going, Mario? I'm talking. I gotta, well, I'm going to see Thomas Hell topic here. I know. I will go for We're it. mobile right now, by the I way, forget, folks. I forget Speaking that of us not being skinny, where's the food stuff at? Because that'd be great. Where's the terror terror themed food? Uh, there's like not. The, there's like a the, terror. Like the girl stuff right here? Uh-huh. Makeup. You can get makeup done. I really do feel like I'm on a trip. Wow. That's I'm going to run into something. I'm, I'm dragging you along. Don't worry. Look at that right there. Look at that. You knock someone over. I'm dragging you along. Don't worry. All right. So this is my first, like, con of anything, like anything con. Uh-huh. And I think I'm blown away at how much vending is part of this entire culture. Like vending? Yeah. Vending. Oh, vending. Vend- oh, vending, of course. Vending, vendors, whatever. Commerce. Like, yeah. It's commerce. Yeah. I think I really underestimated that that's, it feels currently like that's so the major purpose of So you don't like blondes, right? You don't like blondes? That was the thing you said no, earlier? See. <laughs> Not at all? Look, there's also, an, look, you can also register for a resort. Hey, timeshare yeah. presentations. Oh, yeah. that's but a see, But see, the upside of something like this is like, Say you like this kind of, you like toys, you like comics, you like all this stuff, but you don't necessarily have the time to go to a comic book store every day or hunt some of this stuff down. This is like, it's a little clearinghouse. It's like a, it's a flea market, if you will, right? Yeah. It's oh, where yeah. you go to find all the things yeah, you've been looking for your whole life. The, like, like, look at that Dharma, look at that Dharma hockey yeah. jersey. Is the, this is the Sharknado. Look, Sharknado. So, See, it okay, is so thing. tell me about, shark, about, about Sharknado, because I'm, I'm, so you're telling me it's a worldwide phenomenon. And that it's the movie is about sharks that in are a tornado. Yeah. Beyond that, I really don't know. But to be honest, I've never seen it. Even if they didn't have teeth, wouldn't they cause mayhem by their sheer weight, just slamming into you? Yeah. Well, that happens too, I think. So then, why sharks? Because sharks, by nature, are lethal animals, mammals, whatever. Why it, not have it be like an innocent creature, like a dolphin, and the weight of them slams against you, and that's yeah. why they're dangerous? Because if the shark would actually land on you, it would. 
kill you because it has teeth. So there's a double. So would a dolphin. So you're so saying, would a so giant tuna. So Have you ever be, seen tuna? How yeah, huge yeah, yeah. they are? So it could be the Bricknado, is what you're saying. It could be an Correct. inanimate object. Exactly. Just anything exactly. with any sort of mass. Right. <laughs> mass. Exactly. How about like Moon Nado? Right. Like the moon, the tides, the pole shift. Actually, actually, when you think about it, you could call it water NATO because the water at high impacting speeds is probably enough to kill you. Yeah, they made it. It's like, it's like a tsunami. Like the water at water parks that those things that come down from the top that hurts. Like that stuff hurts my head, and mm -hmm. that's for fun. So mm -hmm. I can't imagine like even the little like those little lily pads, like those little like umbrella. Where well, it just falls on the, you. When, no, not that light. Like where it's coming no, down, hurt. like when it's coming down like a waterfall. Yeah, that's what it hurts, about. man. The the force of that water hurts. Mm -hmm. Montreal conventions instead of <laughs> <laughs> the Montreal cons. <laughs> that's why they're called the expos, right? Because they were, or were. They're not. So is cons electronic convention electronics and cons is just short for that? Convection oven? <laughs> <laughs> Easy bake. Easy bake. No, no I don't know. I, 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 con is short for convention. Um, Fest is short for festa. Festival. 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 Festus. Okay. Festus. Festus. So racist. It's short for Festus. Uncle Festus. Festivus. And then uh, Expo is short for exposition. There's got to be a difference between them. Or expose. Expose. Was that 90s? That was 90s, or right? expository. Expository? <laughs> or excrement. <laughs> wow. Ex how, does that how is that a wow? Expulsion. Uh, that's gross. Wow. That deserves a that's wow. That's gross. Well, sorry, you're looking it up. Expulsion. I'm looking up your stupid thing. I put the lyrics, A to Z lyrics. It's not lyrics. It's not a song. Look, some assholes like, what is the scary sound from the Jason movies? Best answer, key, 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 ma, ma, ma. Someone actually responded with that. You mean it's not Jason? According, according to Harry. <laughs> and the Hendersons. According to. Uh, the Harry Fox Agency. One of a brutal kind. Harry Manfredi came up with the sound ki 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 ma 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 based on the line kill her mommy which Mrs. Voorhees recites repeatedly in the final reel. Oh. The ki comes from kill, the ma comes from mommy. To achieve the unique sound he wanted for the film, she spoke he spoke the words harshly, distinctly and rhythmically into the microphone and ran them through an echo reverberation machine. So nothing. Wow. This is the exact opposite of what you said. It is the exact opposite. I grew up just hearing ch 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 and then somebody's like, no, it's Jason. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That was, probably, was, the, was the person named Jason that told you this? That sounds like some shit a kid named Jason in third grade would tell you. Yeah, man, it says Jason. It says Jason because yeah, my name's Jason. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Jason. Is it really the worst? It's the worst tonight. The worst. Tonight. It is the worst. It's worse, it's worse than Guantanamo, man. It's not as bad as Kanye West. That's bad. Why Kanye you're West. A hater, bad. man. You're a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Why do you hate him? I know, I know you hate him, but why do you hate him? Because I... I'm I, not defending him. I'm just asking why you hate him. Because hate's a strong word. Uh, well, I don't hate. No, you already said hate. You already said hate. It's selfish of you I'm not joking. to admit how much you hate him. You're, you're just trying to make yourself feel good now. Yeah, man. He's just I trying just... to make an album for God. That's what he said. It's for God. It's God's plan. Did you see him run into well, a pole? It's not God's plan. Did you see, him, did you see, did you see Kanye run into a pole while avoiding the paparazzi with Kim? 
That's the best. Hey, look, that, look that up, man. That hey, was amazing. That's what happened on Saved oh, by the Bell. Man. That was incredible. They were they were on the date. Her and uh, uh, Lisa Turtle and uh, and Eric were on a date, and they paparazzi them, oh. and she crashed. That's right. Well, well, Kanye and Kim are walking down some street, whatever, and he's got his head down, acting like a super nice guy, and he just bumps into a sign, just boom, and the sign says wrong way. <laughs> he slams into it. Maybe he was on purpose. Maybe was and then he's all mad at the paparazzi. He's like, stop taking my picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Wow, that deserves a wow. But I love that. What's wrong way? I, mean, I don't know like, how he says. I don't know how he sounds. I don't know what his voice sounds like. <laughs> I actually, actually heard him talk normally. I've never heard him talk. If you ever hear him talk completely normal, I just assume he has a little squeaky voice. Like, hey, no, he talks what's like up? a completely normal person. If you ever hear him just talk, don't not, take my picture. Not yelling Stop or it. being crazy or like performing. When he just talks, he sounds like a completely normal, educated person. Educated. Right, this is, this is Kanye surprised. West. I'm very excited to be here today. I'd like to talk about my newest album, Yeezy. <laughs> I'm a really normal guy, actually. Wait, like, I want to hear got why he hates him. A family. I I've got him, a child named Saint. I've got another child named North. And we're really excited to start this family and this journey together. And Yeah, I, I'm sure he sounds just like that. <laughs> Not quite like that. Oh, okay. Not like that. But. Did you find the video, Mario? No, I'll look at it later. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later. I want. I am looking forward to seeing it say wrong way. Because I can't finished. wait much longer. <laughs> um. So we're, that's why how long I've been on ya. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the terror Ter- con expo, and Kanye terror was there. Terror. Ter- <laughs> Terraforming Terror Expo. Terror Terraforming Expo. The, the Terraforming Expo. Yeah. From the, uh, what are they called, Rick? The engineers from uh, the, uh, Prometheus? The engineers. Yeah. They terraformed. That's novel. That's novel. Yeah. What do you call the engineers? Let's call them engineers. They were the space jockeys, and then they got called the engineers space for the first jockey, time. It's, let's be honest. That's a stupid name for something, though. <laughs> <laughs> space jockey. <laughs> What is a jockey? Well, like you a guy it. who rides a horse. Like so a, yeah. where did they come up with that? Because they they're ride not riding rocket. anything. A rocket jockey? No, but in the original, before Prometheus, where did he they... He was sh- riding the bone cone. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad, like, two people listen to this. It's so great. <laughs> Riley. Yeah, it, and it, me. It, it gives people the opportunity to go, I could do better. And you're right. You can do better. Oh, yes. Go make your own podcast out there. That's what we're here for. Stay in we're school. Sa- we're the sacrificial we're, we're, we're lambs to, that Mario we're eats. To, we're here to set the low bar for you. <laughs> we're, here to, we're here to make you think that you can be an astronaut. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. You can be a space jockey, too. <laughs> Get chest bursted. And face hugged. Oh man, goodness! Uh, terror, terror expo. Terror. So, I think one of the cool things that Harvey. that uh, <laughs> I think one of the cool things terror. about I bet, it was I bet you he went around telling people was like you know and the, yeah. they say Mario in the <laughs> in the Friday the Thirteenth song. <laughs> it's not even a song. It's just a sound effect. You really listened to that and heard him saying Jason? Like, you no, can I'm hear saying... consonant K's in there. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and you thought it was his mom in the soundtrack? You thought that no, the I... director wanted that? Like, the, the mom's going to sing in the background. No, okay, so. <laughs> it was a again, Greek chorus, okay? Again, since your memory is so short, I had stated <laughs> that when I was a kid, I heard. Ch-ch-ch-ah. 
but I've heard and then you somebody say it somebody had said and then somebody had told me no they're saying Jason and I thought about it and memory apparently didn't serve me properly because I was easy to say yeah that you makes let sense. your we'll, stupid we'll friend put a revisionist history <laughs> on Friday the thirteenth I don't even remember who it was that told me much less if they were a friend or not. But yeah, that's a bad. Friend. It didn't. I didn't bother to fact check them, so poop on me for for claiming it without fact checking. Yeah, you got poo pooed. I got poo pooed. Yeah, pooped. Yeah, pooped. Um. So the the so that was like this was the inaugural yes. era expo. This was the first year for the expo after what three successful years of the Comic Con. So um, this is the same folks that put it on. Yeah, right? yeah, the same guy, Apple and his staff. Right. Great. Um, and. Uh, some of the same actors were able to show up. I know uh, Martin Cove and uh, Billy Zabka were at the Comic-Con the prior year. So seeing them at Terra Expo uh, was so kind of cool. Let me ask you this real quick while we're getting into this, because I think we kind of talked about this when we were there, which I think is a great thing. I think it's great that how quickly this, like the, the Alamo City Comic-Con oh, um, yeah, exploded. has really grown. How, how I mean, I know... Uh, how does that happen? Like, how do you make it explode that quickly? Like, that's that's a really cool thing. Like, I it's... think I think it was filling a need. I think you know, San Antonio's full of geeks and nerds and people that love that kind of stuff, and there wasn't anything to really fulfill it. So, once it's there, build it and they'll come, kind of thing, you know, hmm. and do it right. You know. So, do you think if you just have a Alamo Comic Con, it doesn't matter who it is, people will come because they just want the material, not the star power that draws them in? Do I think it's both? I definitely think it's both. Yeah. I mean, it lends more credence to it because last time I went to a Comic Con before the Alamo City Comic Con, I was like 12, 13, and it was in some tiny room at a hotel, and they had yeah, I mean, that's like what, it, five people signing, and that's I, it. I remember going as a kid, going to like, like that, like little comic book mentions or baseball, but I don't. I mean, as a kid, I don't remember there ever being a draw for, like, there was never mm-hmm. celebrities there or anything like that. I mean, it wasn't even something you I thought about. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, that was a different time, too. I mean, mostly, granted, there I'm sure there were adults that read comics, but, you know, for that, for those genres in that time frame, it was kids, you know, mostly. Yeah. And if you were an adult and you were reading it, you didn't let everybody know that you were reading it, you know? Yeah, It was kind of like Yachis. a... <laughs> yeah, Rick, was... Rick, are you envisioning, like, mall rats where they're just sitting at, like, a regular, like, Standing table with the little yeah, signing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Meow. yeah. I mean, that's really what they what Face they used it. to be. You're a tracer. <laughs> I need to see that movie again. Wait, that was Chasing Amy. Yeah. Oh, you said Mallrats. Yeah. Did I get it? I no. didn't like Mallrats, but same yeah. thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> same world. Love Chasing Amy. Same world. Chasing Amy is great. As a matter of fact, wasn't she? She was at uh, Comic Con. Was she? Yeah. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Lori. Joey Lauren. Joey, Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lawrence. <laughs> Joey Lawrence, Johnny Joey yeah. Joey Lawrence, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but Terracon, I think I think Star Power has a lot to do with it, um, especially with Terracon, only because a it was the first year. Terracon, Terracon, oh, good yeah. job, Mario. Yes. Oh, we got him. You got, got him on tape. We got you. You got wow. You. It's a coup. <laughs> We're retiring. It just rolls off the terror tongue. Expo. It just sounds so good, doesn't oh, it? Just man. say it with a terror smile. Terror Con. Terror, terror Fest. Expo. So the TE. No, that's not going to work. No, the Terror no. Expo. So the star power so, definitely helped. So, what, no, sorry sorry to, to pull you away from that. No, no, but so what's different? Um, I mean, being able to up the opportunity to go to the Comic-Con and going to now to the Terror Expo, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say is the biggest difference? Being able to size, both those. Size, no, but of I mean, course. as far as like what 
differentiates the two events. Oh, the, just in, general, you mean as, as far as the, as far the as conception? The, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Basically, the Terror Expo, of course, is just mostly built around the horror genre of things or and, and all aspects of it. And and then as we discussed when we did our walkthrough, you know, with Cove and, uh, and Zabka, it was, you know, that they were villains, maybe not necessarily like gory, horrible horror kind of mm-hmm. things, but they were still villainous. And it was kind of this this thing that was a part of that realm only because of, you know, if, if that's what you watched when you were a child, like, yeah. oh man, like you feared Martin Cove, you know, like you were like, oh man, that guy's, that guy's, that character that he played is like a turd. Karate, karate chop you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mercy was for the weak. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, uh, <clears throat> like thinking back to that movie, I don't think I, I would, I wouldn't ever say like when I watched it as a kid, I was scared of, as scared of that guy. <laughs> as scared? But. Well, what about, what about I, uh, no, Johnny? I, I think the. Johnny the, and the, the skeletons. Cir- the cir- no, no, the, no, that was a cool that image. Was it's always scary. been a great image. But uh, I think the circumstance was certainly scary. Like being in a situation where you don't know anyone, you don't have any friends mm. and you can't escape. Yeah. Like he couldn't can't escape get away. It, right? I mean, arguably, uh, he, he couldn't escape that situation where he'd go here and they were there and he'd go to the magic castle thing and they were there and you go to soccer practice and they were there mm-hmm. and go to the dance and they were there you just need to get out yeah you go find a charter school somewhere where was that fresno right that was fresno i don't know he was from um michael was it fresno right who's that that uh all of this happened karate kid <laughs> Reseda. Reseda. that's where he was there from. we go oh, oh wait okay. yeah he's from Reseda, but yeah. was it from fresno california that he went to it's, I really don't remember. Actually, being... actually, it's the All Valley. <laughs> it was they're from the We're, entire valley. They're from the All Valley. <laughs> the That's all where valley. the All Valley tournament happens. It's, yeah. No, I don't. I wonder. Know. If, I wonder if any of the wrestlers from Valley High School, <laughs> the Valley Bulldogs, was Needick. Needick. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it was cool. It was cool to check it out. Wasn't uh, there a principal like a jokester or a prankster? Yeah, he had the buzz hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Because they had the, they had the bet every year on the wrestling championship the, of all with things. the bopping building. Yeah, oh, the bopper. Yeah, now I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were quoting movies, and I'm like, wait a second, this sounds Saved familiar. Say by now. the bell, man. I know, but I don't retain anything anymore. I really don't. You need to take notes. You should learn. I don't, uh, take, I don't have time. You should get an iPad. Should get an iPad Pro and write down the notes in sixty-four fonts. So you no, can I see just, everything. I'll, I'll, I'll get Google Google Glass. I'll get Google Life. It'll record everything. What happened to Google Glass, by the way? I think it went under. You know? I think it went under. Like you can't buy it anymore? Yeah, like they just abandoned the project. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I haven't. I, I, I'm assuming at this point from memory, which we all know my memory is shit. Mm-hmm. So that is true. I don't know. I'll say that. Let me just say that. I don't no, I know. Wonder, I, it's like, but I believe. I feel like it was one under. of those things that you would have seen for at least a little while, like a bunch of dickheads walking around with it. But it seemed like I'd never even. Not looked. here. Right. I'm sure in California. I'm sure, you know, in, in Silicon Valley, that there were a bunch of dickheads think, so, running around. Like strange days, right? Like somebody had to have taken advantage of that while they could. Like little, like yeah. nasty. First person oh, yeah. movie, right, right, and they that'll surface. <laughs> that'll surface later. <laughs> it was another Nine Inch Nails video instead. Oh yeah, there you go. There you broken. go. Yeah, broken glass. Which, which that could have been at Terror. <laughs> Terracon. Terrorpus. Terror Quest. Terror Expo. My God. 
You've got me all mixed up, guys. You got For me the Tandy up. PC, coming soon. <laughs> Terror Quest, starring Johnny Castle. From Terror Valley? From oh, Terror man. Valley. <clears throat> no, but I think, I think, first of all, again, and I want to address this again, we were invited for the first time uh, as, as It's a Guy thing to a, not invited, but, you know, we're accepted as media. <laughs> no, we were VIPs. I applied. I applied. I applied. <laughs> they were waiting was, for us. It was definitely much smaller than Comic-Con. Yeah. But for its first year, yeah, no, and I mean, for what it was were... out to do, I mean, I think it proved that, hey, now we can grow. Yeah. And it set, I think it set a precedent for for that type of an of an expo to happen. Just like Comic-Con was in its first year. Yeah. I mean, they, they knew it was going to be big, and they didn't know how big, and that helped kind of set the idea of oh well we need to go bigger and then the second year it was even bigger and yeah. now they're going even yeah. bigger i mean i can i can see, I can see that getting <clears throat> I think bigger it'll grow. because they certainly had a lot of a lot of recognizable faces i mean they had like you know the robert unglin guy which is a pretty big mm-hmm. it's about as big as you can get in the, Freddy in Kruger, the realm man. of movie and jason they had jason Voorhees there too although you never see the guy's face right so, so it's kind of different it's all disfigured and nobody wants to see that yeah and then uh sharknado <laughs> <laughs> your, your personal favorite, which Mike didn't didn't have any. Uh, you were not previously familiar with Sharknado. No, the, it's the actually the entire is. the entire thing was neat for me because I don't have. Not only do I know nothing about Sharknado, but I actually thought it was a reality TV show or something. <laughs> but but that including the fact that I actually am not very versed in the horror genre either. There's mm-hmm. a lot of classic horror films I've never seen. You're not a big horror fan, right? No, I am. I just haven't seen. I them. mean, as a kid, like, were you like? Scared of horror? I, I, yeah. I was oh, absolutely. Of Still terrified. Movies, yeah. Still terrified. Yeah. And uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta suck it hold up. My, you gotta hold my hand if we're gonna watch those, right? We're gonna. Yeah. We told you we we're gonna do a marathon. Yeah. And yeah. Um, one hand, yeah. one hand in the popcorn bucket. Beautiful. <laughs> Put a little hole in the. Yeah. Like, wow. The but um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I think going to my first like con anything, which thank you, Mario, for getting us in there. But the next part. um. It was re- it was a really <laughs> it was what it was an expo an expo the first expo expose <laughs> that I've uncovered we were undercover with our with our giant backpack and our three way microphone hey, and hey, wires I, I don't have wireless it's I wish expensive. someone had gotten a picture of us that would have been awesome somebody probably did like yeah they were like look at these hosers it was incredible but anyway I think my my uh, my sticker shock came from not knowing what to expect mm. and then seeing something. That I should have expected, which was like I should have realized that seventy percent of it is vendors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff for sale and things to buy that are unofficial or officially licensed things that are not even related to terror. Like True. there was stuff there that had nothing to do with anything. There was know? stuff there to do with like love and hugs. <laughs> love the and opposite hugs. of terror. No, like like I think just well, Mike's like, right. It was like just CD, like CDs and or record stores, toys, toys and. Not vinyl records yeah. and t-shirt stuff and action and figures and Legos and stuff like but, that. But I think they, they figure there's a crossover. Stuff. I think yeah. they figure there's yeah. a crossover audience. No, I understand. You know? I'm just saying, like, I, I think in my head I had all this... More theme. I didn't realize it was going to be buy our stuff and wait in line to pay celebrities a certain preset amount for an autograph or a picture with a signed autograph or a digital picture you take and be on your way. I think in my mind I thought if it's the behind the scenes and it's we're uncovering these iconic movies or iconic figures or TV shows or whatever that we'd have more things that would be tangible. To me, the most amazing thing would be sort of like 
like a museum or a witty museum style uh, situation where I could go and see some props in action, where I could mm-hmm. go not in action but just on display, like the like the like the penis knife mm-hmm. from Seven. Yeah, yeah, man, that's See exactly that? what you need, Rick. That's I know you want to put that thing on. Everyone does. It's twenty bucks. Everyone it's what, gets a pop. <laughs> oh God! No, but and then I did it. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> While the music's blasting in the background. No, but um. So I think, and I'm not saying it in like in a negative way, just sort of like, okay, I think I I have a better feel now of what the experience is like, and I think mm-hmm. I've come to realize that there's a there's a large requirement to get excited about it, which is that you have to be excited and be a fan of these people in real life mm-hmm. and not just their characters. Like you have to want to go up and see what's, what's Freddie's name, Robert England. So i never knew that until you guys said that, but whatever the guy looks like in real life, that's not what he looks like on screen. Whereas if I go to like, you know, a whatever convention and I'm going to see, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. I know what he looks like. So right. if I'm going to get excited to like shake a celebrity's hand and have that awkward moment where I pay their handler money to get a picture that I don't know what I'm going to do with that they sig- they sign. Frame it. If I'm going to do something, no. And even if I'm going <laughs> to no, if I'm, roll it up, put it in the drawer. If I'm going to do something like that, it's weird. Like like you were talking about like the Star Wars people, like like the Boba Fett actor. Yeah, I don't like that. Doesn't make sense to me. Like. They stood there in the scene holding a gun, a, f- a prop gun, but there's an actual person under there that's famous in the yeah, comic yeah. world or whatever you call it, the yeah. the movie world. And so it's I guess, an interesting dynamic. Well, yeah, I, I, I just I came to realize like, wow, I'm so uncomfortable because I'm, I'm that guy that I was like, I didn't want to go up and shake anybody's hands. Yeah. I didn't want to go and take anybody's pictures yeah. or get my picture taken or anything like that. It's very... I'm, I just felt very fish out of water, the whole thing. Yeah. Not in a bad way, just like in a, wow, I'm not. And maybe the second go around, I'd be like, okay, now I'm a little more comfortable or yeah. whatever. I, guess, but I, I don't know. I, it was interesting. I hadn't really thought about it until you said it right now, but I guess I could understand from the perspective of um, how the perception of authenticity is important to us in the things that we care about. Um so it, it, through that lens, it, it makes more sense, I think, to me, too. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy that thing, but I'm the same. I'm not, like, I, I, I'm not good enough in those social situations to, like, really appreciate it. I just feel weird, and I feel like everyone's looking at me because I shouldn't be there or right. something. But in the same way that you want collectibles that are proper licensed collectibles or you want, you know, uh, a prop from a movie – as opposed to just something you buy at Target or whatever it is. Uh, in the same way, seeing the real people and meeting them is, is a way of like authenticating your relationship to what it is they do. Like to say like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, like, like, kind like, of like, actually like, the imagination like would you, it. would you yeah. rather go to something like this and shake um, the guy who played Biff in Back to the Future's hand? Or would you rather go and see like the prop DeLorean and sit in the car for like a minute and get your picture in the car? Yeah. Like, I'd rather see the car. I'd rather go walk around and be like, wow, look, this is the actual car, one of them, one of 50 that they might have used with all the gadgets and stuff and the lights and all that. To me, that would be cooler to me than, like, shaking a celebrity's hand. Now, I will say this. That's kind of neat. It's neat that these people put themselves in these situations because the con- the, the the preconception you have about anybody of any version of celebrity, A-list, B-list, whatever, is that they're too cool for school, right? That they – are yeah. above that, that they're not going to come meet their fans and, hey, man, I'm going to stay in my home and do whatever and 
they'll see me on screen. That's how they'll get to meet me. And that's it. Yeah. You know, but to see these people, maybe, maybe that's the thing is I just have kind of like a, it's the same way I get whenever I accidentally run into like a professional athlete in the store or whatever. I'm like, wow, there's a six foot seven guy that looks huge and they're larger than life. And I'm not going to walk up to them and shake their hand. I'm not going to thank you, sir, for playing for us. We really appreciate it. Like I'm sure they know that when there's people cheering during the games, right? So leave them alone, let them do their thing. See, I have an easier time when they're at the table. Like I had the opportunity to meet uh, George Takai, 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 and I was like, "What am I going to say to him?" Like, I, there's, he's between, he's walking in an area where like he doesn't have a handler, he's on his own, like he's in the wild. What am I going to do? What am I going to say to him that matters to him? To excuse myself for interrupting his life, right, right. Or, but if he's behind the table. Like he's set aside that time to be at that table yeah. and to be available, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I and I wish because there there was a couple people we talked about that a couple people that we saw when we were there that I wish I was I had more of that personality where I could go up to and, and talk to them. Like like I, we were talking about that with like Billy Zapka. I'm like right. I'd like to have met him because I completely unironically like I enjoy a lot of the movies that he was in that I saw as a kid that I still watch. Yeah, you know like. Um, uh, just one of the guys is one of my like favorite movies of that time period. I just watch it all the time, and he's in it, and it's hilarious. And I always, you know, me and Carolyn always quote it back to each other. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had more of like whatever you call it, self confidence, my own personality, to be, able, to be able to go up to him and talk about that and be like, hey, th-, not just like, hey, you're cool, man, I love you, but like say like, hey, like this is something that's like part of my life. Connected you know, it's me, a part yeah. of my relationship that I have with my girlfriend, even like, something we share, and it's. You know, I mean, and maybe that wouldn't matter to him, and maybe it wouldn't. But the thing is, I, I don't have that ability to do that, which is unfortunate yeah. because I, when I do see people, they can go up and they're having a conversation, and I'm like, and we even talked about, they're like, what are they saying to him? Like, what are they? I know you're not just saying like, I love you, you're awesome. They're probably saying something relevant or something um, that has the value to them. Yeah. You know, they're sharing probably a personal story about them, their life, and how that person fits into it, or how that person's art fits into it. Yeah. So it's it's great to have the opportunity again, like you mentioned, like to have the opportunity to do that, to connect in that way. And some people don't. Some people kind of people watch and stand back, or some people get in line and wait or pay their money and meet these people and have mm-hmm. the opportunity to have that interaction. I think for me, um, if somebody gave me like a little card about what you, one of the things you could improve, like my own experience, is that. Um, I mean, obviously, we're lucky enough to attend as, as media, but if I was there as a just a regular paying Joe, um, I think, you know, whatever the normal price, say it's $35, $45 to get in, just a regular old ticket, um, I, I think if I was the kind of person that was willing to go to there and spend that kind of money and invest that time there, I would pro- I would prefer to pay like a higher-end ticket, say $100, to be able to go in there and meet, say, X number of you know, celebrities without having to have the cash exchange. Mm. Say for this price ticket, you get five automatic yeah. uh, meet and greets, you know, where you can walk up and you don't have to hand over the $40. They do have some, but they're specific. Yeah. I think they're like yeah. VIP for Walking Dead or right. VIP no, for I would like it to be just, you know, blanket. You, have, you have a little thing and they mark it off, you know, like yeah. that's one. Like a punch that's card. Two. Yeah, something like that. Because that's part of it too is that awkwardness of, for me of going up like hi i really like to meet you like great i'd be happy to meet you as soon as you pay my assistant yeah and that's and i understand I, i'm not I'm that's not the nature of it that. it's I tough i understand it's yeah. a business i understand that person time has value and they're you know it's a commodity i get that but 
for me, like again, it's my personality. I'm like, oh, that just feels weird. You know, like it's yeah. just, it just, it's just hard to do. But I, I do yeah. enjoy it. I mean, and same thing with Comic Con, getting getting to see people and um, in that environment and seeing people interact with fans and and even speculating. You like you see people when we talk about that, like is that person happy to be here? Are they excited? And, <laughs> They're on their phone. And, and you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, they might have, you know, food poisoning and they're sitting there going, oh God, I got to go back and shit in a minute. But well, here Ch- I am, Chewbacca, you know? he, just after surgery, he was sitting yeah. there in a wheelchair. There you you know, go. He, he, he made really it out. Grumpy. He looked really grumpy. But Until that, people walked up and talked to him and then he was like... I think I would have liked cool. to have us have caught a panel. Like maybe that's the thing that yeah. would have kind of unpacked it for me a little bit better was to yeah. see like, I really wanted to go back the next day and go to the... Zabka, Martin Cove yeah. panel. Yeah. I really wanted to yeah. see what those guys have to say for 45 minutes to an hour about the production of the movies they've been a part of. You know, just mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I like hearing. I like I like documentary on DVDs. I like, you know, yeah. behind the scenes featurettes. It's weird yeah. for me to just walk up and shake someone's hand and worse, be in a situation where you're supposed to pay a set fee to have that privilege. That yeah. That to me... Not that I don't think they deserve that or that they need that or whatever the reasoning is. Yeah. yeah like I'm 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 exactly like Rick where I'm I think I'm just too socially awkward or insecure or I feel like a phony, like you know, um we both know what's going on. You know, <laughs> like, you know, they know that they yeah. need that we, cash. We both that know that you're and yeah. they're not gonna remember anything. Like you said, Mario, like it doesn't matter what you say, right? I mean it's it not gonna have much value. Because anything yeah. you say to them, they'll know you got it from either an interview that they've already given yeah. or you're quoting a line or you're mentioning something that they don't even know what you're referring to. Yeah. Like, you know, that scene Mr. Cove when you you know, uh no, like I don't remember that. Whatever, that whatever, right? And Thirty years like, ago. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, and and maybe that's part of it too. And and I think, I will say like I will offer that up and say sometime I think part of it, um, is I don't want that shattered. You know, a lot of times mm. you do hear interviews yeah. with actors or with musicians, and they'll ask them something personal, about <laughs> a performance or about a song they wrote, and you want to know like I want to know like understand that can have more of a connection. Yeah, to I want to know it meant that and, much. To and they're you. like, I don't remember. I don't know, or I was on drugs, or yeah. you know, it didn't matter, or you know, the worst is like when you see like not the, I shouldn't say the worst because whatever they're entitled to their opinion, but like I was listening to an interview with an an actor recently, and they were talking about their performance in the movie, and they were talking about you know what'd you think about the movie? Well, I don't watch my movies; I'm just there to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like fine, that's okay, but whatever. I think that's also like it's lame. You know, it's like yeah. it's like writing a song and then never hearing it back ever again. Why well, made it? So it doesn't matter what it sounds like. That's, that doesn't make any sense. And it's the same thing. Like you want to see your art in the context of, of the world, not just your version of it. Like, well, this is what it was like standing on this side of the camera. And I don't need to know what it's like seeing it from the other side of the camera. Because then to me, at least there's, that offers room for less self-reflection about what it is you do. Mm, and yeah, you know what I mean? So like a disconnect. It, yeah, and that's what I mean. When so it, I would be afraid to walk up to someone and be like, I "Remember that? And you did this?" And they're like, "I don't fucking know, dude. I was fucking. I woke up ten minutes for that scene and went back to bed. You know, like, <laughs> oh, okay, fuck yeah, it. you know. But whatever. And again, it's, they're entitled to that. But you know, you just don't. But, want to but see, like, there's people like like my mom would be that person. She'd be like, you know, Michael the. So and so NBA player from the Spurs is going to be at the academy and at from ten to two. You should go get a signature. Like. I wouldn't be motivated to do, to do that. But if she was like, hey, at you know, the Witty Museum, they're going to have the 
ABA backboards and the electronics and the wood of the cord and the stuff. They're going to have a display where you can see all the behind-the-scenes features and <laughs> check out the way they produce a game and all that. I would be there in a heartbeat, and I'd probably go it like multiple days to see <laughs> stuff like that, you know, yeah. to see the technology that goes into producing a professional-level basketball game, stuff like that. Yeah. I would do that, you know, yeah. 10 times over. But, you know, to go shake Tim Duncan's hand like I don't, you know, I... I it's not something I need to do because, again, I don't know what I'm going to accomplish for mm-hmm. myself. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I met him. Like, okay, but I'm not friends with him. I don't know him, and he doesn't remember that he met me. It's sort of like a – Like it didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. If you, if you meet a celebrity and, and, yeah. in the forest and they fall down. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know? So it's sort of like yeah. – so I, I think maybe this is just a thing for me. Like I'm more excited to just be at something like that and take it all in and just sort of – um, get the the exposure of it, but I can definitely see a lot of happiness that fans and stuff get yeah. like that from that from, you know, getting uh, getting I an was... opportunity to just thank their favorite people yeah. for their for their favorite movies and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, I was over the moon to meet Elvira. Like that was yeah, that, that was, was a goal. Was, man. Ask you that. What was that like? Because you talked about how that was something. That... Yeah, I mean, like you know, I I remember watching her as a kid, and the the was it the I can't remember what it was called the mayhem something mayhem shows that she did every week and then she did the uh uh elvira mistress of the dark which was it was fun i mean it was campy it was fun it was it was what it was it was made for exactly what it was made for and and uh i remember the first time i did i saw a picture of cassandra peterson you know her without all of her makeup i was like oh my god it's a totally different person yeah and she's uh, not a bad looking lady no she's not no she's and what was interesting is that on Friday I went for a little bit just to scope it out, see you know what what, what was up before I went Saturday for the big you know I'm gonna spend some time here yeah kind of thing and uh, and uh, I saw her out of costume and I was like who's that lady at Elvira's desk what is she she's signing stuff who's that lady? I was like I don't get I don't know who that is and I'm like looking closer I'm like oh my god that's her without her costume and then apparently the next day you know they had they had apparently paid her very well to bring the costume out of retirement for one single day so that way it would be special for for that saturday yeah and uh yeah she was lovely i mean she was really nice uh she sounded just like elvira sounded you know uh she she looked great and she was sweet and it was cool i shook her hand took a couple pictures with her and thanks guys of course for taking those pictures and uh yeah i mean to me it's like a I would usually shy away from that kind of thing, but now that the Comic Con's here, now that the Terror Expo's here, it's like I've decided. Well, I just got to get over that and and meet the people that I want to meet. And yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. there's going to be that time where I'm going to meet somebody and I'm going to feel very much like, oh, they don't care. But when they don't, when they aren't like that, it's a it's a treat. You know, she was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, you're so lovely. Oh, thank you. That's I appreciate that. You know, yeah. Maybe she does. Maybe she didn't. But that was fine with me. It made me feel happy. It gave me the warm fuzzies. Yeah. You know. And then at the con- Comic Con meeting, um, Judith Hogue, she was lovely. Mm. Who's that? You know, uh, April O'Neil from the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles, the first movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's she cool. was very That's attractive. Cool. Still, the second and, uh, one, the second April was also attractive. The girl from Walking I Dead remember. that Page was Turco. walking around. That was really cool to see her. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexandra Breckenridge, Breckenridge is that what her name? Yeah, is? she's. A yeah, she's a lovely looking lady. But she looked very down to earth, like she was wearing a little military jacket, and just she yeah. came. She interrupted the line to take a picture with Elvira too, yeah, because she wanted a fan pic. That was kind of cool. Yeah, 
That was that was very cool. And then we got in, we got approached and interrupted uh, in a in a nice way. Of course, I say interrupted with negative connotation. <laughs> but uh, thanks a lot, I, Jerk, for interrupting <laughs> this really important podcast. <laughs> he said it was his favorite. Yeah. Jose, Jose Cantillo from uh, most recently Walking Dead. I was looking at his IMDb, and I knew Rick. You you mentioned right away that uh, you'd recognize him from Disturbia. Um, I don't think I've even seen Disturbia, but I had seen. Without even realizing it, I didn't see him in Chappie. And... He was in Cloverfield, too. Oh, really? The, the party scene is one of the friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't recall. I'm really bad with movies. But, and, like, I didn't... Oh, wait. I... No, he wasn't. I'm thinking of the other guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other Mexican guy. <laughs> the other Mexican guy. No, but he was, he's been in Walking Dead, Chappie, Yeah, Elysium. he's been in a lot of stuff. He, Sun, he had a wrong, long run the in Crank. Sense of yeah, he said he was in Crank. Crank, crank yeah, High Voltage. Yeah. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, Disturbia, like we mentioned before. And the Manchurian Candidate, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, the original. Yeah, no, not the original, the most recent one. It was Frank Sinatra's <laughs> limo bodyguard. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was a really cool experience, and that was another thing that was kind of surreal because like I oh, you I recognize him. I take it back. There's a movie of his that I wish I would have mentioned because I absolutely love it. Hmm. He was in uh, Red Belt, which is one of David Mamet's movies. Okay, um, I saw it on the IMDb. Yeah, it's a great. Fun. I mean, I don't even. I have zero interest in. Um, um, like jujitsu and mixed martial arts and all that, but in the movie deals with that world very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is an absolutely red belt, red belt, absolutely interesting, great movie. But he's really good at it. He plays yeah. a character named uh, Snowball or Snowflake or something like that. <laughs> for real, for real. But uh, he's uh, he he's one of the teachers at um, Chiwetel Ejiofor's uh, dojo or huh. whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it in that world, but anyways, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, he's so- good in it. I gotta, I gotta check it out then. But he's, I mean, he seemed really nice. Like it was really cool of him to stop, say hi, and give us a, a drop for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you guys either, we've already played it or you'll hear it again. We'll probably, we talked about using it for every single intro from now on. Yeah. Until <laughs> but, <he> sues us. <laughs> but I mean, that was. Like, I didn't that know was the cool. mics were plugged in. And then I know, I know, <laughs> I made a, I know, I made an ass hat of myself. Like what, six inches away from Tashiar. <laughs> When she was passing behind Mike, and I'm like, "Toshi R," I didn't realize I was that loud, but apparently I got her attention. Yeah, but so it, Mike, it, that's funny because we talked about that because right it was a little bit prior to that where uh, her and I like bumped into each other almost when we were oh, she just yeah, happened yeah. to be walking, and that was funny because at that, that moment I didn't feel it. We felt like two completely normal human beings. I knew she yeah. was. I've seen. I remember watching her like in Star Trek next generation and stuff yeah and she just happened to be like taking a break from her booth and just walking across the little thing and i was walking talking to mike and i almost bumped into her and we had like you know a normal human interaction of like having complete eye contact and i was like oh hey how's it going she's like oh good how are you you know it was almost like it was just and that didn't feel weird but if i had gone up to her booth and been like hi how you doing yeah that would have felt weird i don't know why that's funny but then, of course, later on, you you clean that up with us standing there, and you're going, "Hey, Tasha Yar!" And then me and Mike turn, and she's standing right behind me, right behind us, <laughs> looking, going, "Oh, this guy's yelled at me." I my did not realize name. I was that loud. I apologize. Yeah. That was it. Was good. No, it was. It was, a, <laughs> it was good. It was a nice counterpoint to the earlier human <laughs> like, connection oh, moment. Those, those guys seem cool. Yeah. I might talk to them. Oh, never wait. mind. They're creeps. She was probably coming over to be like, "Can I be on your show?" Oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Never mind. Great. Yeah. I just fanboy freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I I, uh, I nodded my head to Martin Cove and he nodded his head back. There that was go. kind of cool in passing, kind of like a just. 
hello, person it's walking like two, this way. Like two lions recognizing each other's <laughs> strength. In I the, believe in, in mercy, jungle. so therefore I am weak. In the jungle. But uh, he looks like he could still take out a couple of <laughs> car windshields. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That guy, man. Yeah. Guy. But so, okay, so Rick, you're saying out of all the people there, would Billy Zabka have been the one that you would have wanted to approach? Uh, I think. Like, I mean, he's somebody, if I hadn't. But this is the thing. We talked about this before. Like, even like when we were at the Comic Con and we got to meet like Robert Rodriguez for a second, it's that same thing. It's like, I almost don't want to meet someone in that situation because I know that there's 400 people standing behind me waiting to do exactly what I'm doing. So you really don't have time to say more than like, Hey, how's it going? I enjoy your work. And it sounds like a canned answer the same way they have to go. Oh, nice to meet you. You know, great. Thanks for, thanks for watching my stuff. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just, it's the the reality of time and people standing there. But let's, but let's say while we were, when we were over there, he was empty. There was nobody there. Yeah. But he was charging to like, well, yeah. Well, not well charging for pictures and that, signature, yeah. not charging. But that's for but talk. that's why I told you too. I would feel if I would go over and talk to him, and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Listen to your whole story. Great. We'll see you later, man. Him going, "Oh, you're not gonna get a picture for forty bucks," and then I feel like I'm wasting his time. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm I get not, that. I'm, I'm I get not, that. I'm not putting that on him. I'm saying, you know, let's get real deep and say like it's on me because I'm like, well, I would expect it. That's what he expects. And right. Maybe not. I'm sure he's probably like, I'm just happy that someone's talking to me and like. This is why I'm here, asshole, to talk to people. Yeah, maybe like, we're putting our you know, own. Yeah, and that's... so so here's the here's the elephant in the room thing, is is do we feel bad because you kind of feel like they need the money, otherwise they wouldn't be asking for it. Whereas like Brad Pitt probably doesn't need to charge forty dollars for a picture because it's obvious. Well, but do they need to? I guess that's, well, that's what I'm asking because I honestly I don't know, I don't know people I don't know celebrities' financial situations, but I know like, like royalties and ask yourselves both like if you were in their situation and you had some level of financial stability where you didn't necessarily need that kind of money, but you weren't a millionaire, would you be happy just to meet fans of yours and just talk to them and shake their hand, or would you at some point be like, well, the first twenty times I did this in my life, I was super happy, and now it's like, well, if I'm gonna you know, fly out to some random city and set up a booth or whatever. I might as well get some cash for it because 40 times 40, you know, that many people is going to be X amount of dollars in my pocket and, Mm -hmm. you know, take a little from my time. Would you guys want that money or would you just want to meet people for the nobility of it? I don't know. And and that's hard to say because again, it goes back to that. It's like, if now, if I'm a, you know, a normal, which I'm sure the majority of actors are a working actor where you, you're, working from one job to the next and that's your stability and that's not the same as the probably tiny percentage of actors that get paid 20 million dollars a movie and Mm. can make one movie and never have to work again um i imagine that's that number is probably in the in the you know 20s or 30s of people that can do that everyone else you know is is they're a performer yeah and that's part of their job is whether it's you know, being on a talk show and getting paid to be on a talk show or being a part of a TV show or a movie or a comic con, it, it's all the same. It's them not, not performing being the meaning they're a fake person, but I'm saying they're, that's part of their thing. They're presenting themselves They're Again, like time is the commodity mm-hmm. and, and the entertainment you're getting entertainment about, about, about a, of, uh, because they're there. Hello beer. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't affect it one way or another. It's just like, the, the I think the only time it affects it is when like you know a couple of times we were just kind of people watching, and 
and like you said, you, you kind of place your own stuff on them and you see somebody sitting there and they're like, no one's talking to them and they're kind of messing with their phone. You're like, are they happy? Do they want to be here? Are they sad? Are they wishing, do they wish more people would come up and talk to them? Do they wish that no one would bother them? Did their agent make them come? Do they, yeah. you know, that they just overlap with some other thing they're doing and that's why they're here and it's not, you know, and, and again, like none of that matters. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't matter yeah. to them. It doesn't matter to you, but it's still something that goes to your head. Oh, and yeah, I'm sure yeah. them as normal people, if, 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 like you said, if that was me and I, you know, made some sort of, uh, living in the arts or you know making movies or whatever mm-hmm. uh and i Does was that there, be part of the income if i was sitting there um i'd probably be thinking the same thing that people were thinking about me which is like are these people like staring at me because they hate me are they making fun of me do they want to come talk to me you know and i and even even if i was on any level successful in that world i don't think i could be the person that could walk up and be like hey guys what's going on let's just have a little chit chat because i would feel weird because like they'd be like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> You know, so yeah. that's me. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, that's me. But something I will mention that I do love about um, having the opportunity to go to these these conventions and the expos and stuff is uh, I love seeing like families. That's such a cool thing is mm. seeing like mom and dad and, and the kids dressed up. Yeah, that and is pretty the cool. Kids into it and like and the families like you know that is something that's cool. Like again, me, I I don't even like I feel awkward dressing up for Halloween, mm. so I, I don't know if it's something I would ever do. But I love to see people doing that, especially yeah. like doing it as a unit, like with their wife and their kids or whatever. And there's a theme or something. And there's a and... theme or anything like that. It's just a, such a cool thing. And and to see how, um, you know, things are important to people, you know, whether it's music or movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of genre. Like, I love movies. It doesn't matter, you know. So I think it, I don't think one genre of movie is better than the other. I think it's good. Something that's good is good and something that you respond to. Is something that you respond to, yeah. and it means something to you, and you know that's something that's something I would that's not something I would take away from someone else. Like, oh, I can't believe you're dressed like, you know, Freddy Krueger. His movies suck, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's not has nothing to do with. I it. think it's there's not general my place respect. To say that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a cool thing that people say. This is something that matters to me. Yeah, and, and I like that it's like a free zone too. Yeah, you know, yeah. In that way, you know, where you can say, hey, this is something that matters to me, and I'm literally wearing it on my sleeve. Yeah. And I want, you know, and like you said, those are places where you can do that. Now, if you wore a Freddy Krueger costume to like, you <laughs> the know, bank, the bank or, you know, to school or something, <laughs> and you're a PE teacher, like it might be weird. But, yeah. But in those situations, it's, it's those opportunities to, to, to well, put that out there. Which we, is... we kind of, we kind of ran into this at the, at the expo as well. And we had kind of talked about it briefly, but there was a kid probably about what we guesstimated about four or five. Yeah. That was full full on Freddy. Yeah. As a four or five year old, did they know? <laughs> have they seen the films? Do they know anything about them? Do they know the the ironic aspect <laughs> yeah. of the part and, that and he? Yeah, we did talk about his that. relationship with kids yeah, in the film. Because and, and I think even again, I think um, people's relationship uh, to characters and to movies sometimes. Because it's not real, we know it's yeah. not real, and we know that it's, you know, movies explore, you know, kind of common human themes or human emotions or human fears, and and then collectively we understand that, whether we acknowledge mm-hmm. it outwardly or not, we understand that's what movies are, that's what the stories are, um, so that we can find the best in them. You know, you can, yeah. I can, there's movies I can watch that I know other people were like, why do you watch that movie over and over? It's so depressing. It's so you know disturbing. Whoever, and I'm like. 
because there's something about it that means something to me. Yeah. It may remind me of something or it may, there may be one scene and we've talked about that. There might be uh-huh. one scene in a movie. It's three hours long that every time I get to that scene, I tear up and I have this, that catharsis that you do when you watch a great movie mm-hmm. and it's worth it to me and to suffer through three hours of that movie, you know? Um, and I think it's the same thing with this, you know, people can find something good in that. You know, we were there at the, at the, at the expo for that when they were doing the Nightmare on Elm Street panel and they had a bunch yeah. of, they had, you know, the Freddy Krueger, Robert Unglund guy, and then they had a bunch of the, some um, of the cast, some and... of the cast from the different movies. And obviously they're people that played significantly smaller roles, but, um, you know, they were there answering questions and, you know, stuff like that, which was great. Um, but yeah, in that context where it was like Freddy Krueger's there and he's this well-known personality and he's, he's a guy who's like, got it down, man. Got like the, yeah. that, the 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 convention thing down where he knows how to like work a crowd he's got all the trivia he's got he's actually been a part of that film series since its inception so he knows you know yeah. as much as Wes Craven did about it you know and he's got stories about Wes Craven and that's amazing shit and it it takes it takes on a different uh uh you know connotation than like again like we're talking yeah. about where you look at like I'm like we were talking about, we're like Freddy Krueger was a child molester. And these people burned him up and killed him. Yeah, he molested their kids, and then he came back and killed them. Like, yeah, like on the surface, that's a pretty like you know, like it's a pretty. It's like I wouldn't want my kid to watch that. Yeah, but, exactly. But even then, as as a kid, I remember seeing that movie. I think the first one I saw was probably the second one, which is the one where he's barely in it, and it's kind of not really, really. It's not as connected as the other ones, I guess. Um, but I was terrified of him. I was mm-hmm. terrified of those movies. But even then, I didn't understand. Like he was like, "Oh, he's a child murderer," and that's what they say about him. You're like, "Okay, I don't, I don't know what that means." Yeah. It sounds bad. And you've yeah. got knife hands, you know. So you lose some of that, like you know, the effect of it. Yeah, <laughs> the effect of that <laughs> creepiness. Um, but it's interesting. But Michael, who would you, uh, who would you have chosen to meet had you had you been able? And and let's create the condition. The the. Uh, the empty table condition at that specific terror yeah. con. Yeah. Um, would it have been Martin Cove? I yeah, know that was, yeah, it would have been Cove. I would have liked to talk yeah. to him, you know, I, and I think I would have probably just said, you know, like, um, first I would have just been like, Hey, you know, huge fan of your, your works, you know, specifically in the karate kid series, you know, I thought it was really awesome to, you know, see you play this really iconic villain. Who's very clearly not, ambiguous you know you're yeah you're a bad guy from start to finish and it's just yeah. a really exciting thing that every time i see you in that film you know really you're kind of like the glue that holds it together because you know he's kind of like that that villain that you know your hero's only as good as the villain kind of thing mm-hmm. you know and he i would probably would have liked to have just you know told him that and then just told him how funny it is that after all these years as old as i am like that those movies still hold a lot of value and weight and i get a lot of like comedic relief from like them very intentionally overplaying and over dramatizing, you know, the, the villainy of it, because you know, yeah. that would never happen in your life. You know, where they're, these grown men are going out of the way to torture this young kid, you know, like, <laughs> especially in the third film, like the third one is just hilarious. The guy who plays oh, yeah, they, silver, the other one. Yeah. Um, cause they set him up, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's, all it's, big, it's brutal. Just and to it's, get him back for hurting, right. Martin, for hurting crease in the first movie. Right. You know, and, and, uh, you know, I just think it's such a, it's such a funny script, you know, that's got these heavy weights to it. And that would have been a lot of fun to just have that conversation with him, you know, because, yeah. you know, you say an actor is an actor, but if they're 
coming out to these things, then obviously they're still aware of the character. It's not like right. De Niro, he'll be the first one to be like, well, I don't remember a thing about playing Vito Corleone. I haven't thought about it in 20 years, and I don't remember any of the lines, and I don't, I know I was in it, but I don't know <laughs> what I did. Yeah. Yeah. So on but that Martin, side, Martin. I'd prefer this world, where at least they still acknowledge it happened, they care, they want to yeah. be a part of it, you know? And so um, that'd be cool. You know, yeah. that, that'd be cool if I had a little bit more social... Um, confidence you know to mm. empty table talk with him and, yeah. and let him know those things and then actually just ask him you know like you know what was your basis for that was it just following the script did you just happen to audition for a role or did you really feel like you became this guy did it you know or <laughs> you know did it, you is, there, is, there, is there a little night. is there a little bit of you yeah. in there yeah. or, or do you I, really I never love shook it? him man i never shook him yeah <laughs> you know I'm so still beating up kids <laughs> That's that's the thing about actors that you really you really yeah. find fascinating. You know, that's the thing I'm always fascinated about is are they closer to them? Is the character any part of their real persona, or is it a total shift from who they are? Because you see that all the time, right? Where they'll be like, "Well, so and so is playing this horrible villain, and they're nothing like that. They're the nicest guy." And then other people, the other actors, will say stuff like, "You know, well, we do kind of tap into a little bit of what we have inside of us to get this." performance out or whatever so stuff like that you know like i said i'm really just interested in the The behind the scenes and the process and the production and and all that so to me that would be more valuable than you know i'm a big fan of my guy so yeah Well, I think I think Elvira was the was who I would have picked anyway i wish i would have had something more important to stay or something, you know, poignant in any way, shape, or form. But it's kind of hard to be poignant with that character. <laughs> like, your, you you were boob, the goth. Your boobs changed my life. Exactly. And that's for a lot of kids during yeah, that time. I mean, that that's, does, man. That, that, it was a sexual awakening for a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, it was like, whoa, who's that? What's, what are these? What's this? What's, what's going on there? How can I see more? Yeah. Oh, HBO. Sweet. Dang. <laughs> Censored. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But I think uh, I think I know we were kind of taken aback by seeing Tara Reid and uh, Ian Ziering. Oh yeah, the there shark. for the Sharknado, and yeah. uh, there was a bunch of people from um, American Horror Story. Yeah. But uh, Mike and I aren't familiar with it in any way, shape, or form. Uh-uh. Rick, do you watch it at all? Or I watched the first uh, two seasons of it yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I knew um, the the people that were there. I yeah, knew who they were. I'd seen them in the show. I had no clue. Yeah. And I actually, when we when we saw Tasha Yar, I was like, "Why is Tasha Yar here?" I'm like, I did, it took me seeing her poster of Pet, Pet Cemetery. Cemetery. I was like, Pet, "Oh, that's right." She's got her eye carved out <laughs> by Gage, little dick. Oh man, that kid, that cat, that cat freaked me out. That was a creepy movie, man. It was. It was really well, well I mean, done. But but that but, um, but like the creepy shit was like. I mean, it was scary because it was scary, but like. I mean the sad parts, like when they're they're at the funeral and the dad's like trying to fight the the husband, the dad, like uh-huh. her his father in law is fighting him and they're fighting and they knock over the f- fucking casket and the little kid mm. falls out and like that's God, that yeah. shit's like traumatic. I remember watching that like I think we saw that at the theater mm. and like that image that image is like horrible like there's yeah. the scary shit when the kid comes back and he slashes herman munster's fucking mouth open oh, and God, Achilles. Yeah. that's scary but it's like horror movie shit 
but like seeing the kid fall out of the casket like a little baby like that yeah. you know with a little boy that's crazy or seeing the shoe flopping on the road after oh, the tractor man. trip like that's yeah. shit that like that's Stephen that's the shit that Stephen King is good at is like yeah. those moments that are so real that almost feel like you witness them in real life even yeah. though it's like just you know something page you know words on a page or whatever yeah um and then that and then the when the the wife when when uh, Tasha Yard lady. What's her real name? Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby, yeah. thank you. <laughs> uh, when uh, her character, she's like telling her husband about her sister when they were young. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how they had, she had this sister and she was like disfigured and they kept her down in the basement on a bed. Yeah, and she would like right. be like, Murder! she would call her to like bring her food and shit. Yeah. And that image of that woman, like, can you pull that up real quick for me? What's that? The, the, just the sister from Pet Cemetery. Just type that in. Sister from Pet Cemetery. And that, like, I can't tell you, like, how many times as a kid I would close my eyes and see that lady's face. Yeah. I, I, it's you know funny. I, mean? I like, oh, yeah. I see. I, I'd repressed it. Yeah, man. And now, and now that memory is coming back. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Zelda, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even that she's like a monster. It's just, she just look it like, you're just like, I don't, it's yeah. just scary. It's just sad, man. Is that Tasha Yar? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. That's some hardcore makeup. Yeah, that's a that was a. Get the Herman Munster there with the headphones. I know. Yeah, I forgot that was him too. Yeah. But that's you know, and that's one of the things. Pet Cemetery. That's. <laughs> I think it was so successfully horrible. Like he does great with the two things that I don't like to be scared of: animals and children. So... I should never be afraid of kids, and you should never be afraid of a gray cat. Or a, a, a Saint Bernard, you know, where they carry the little the little keg on their. So are are you guys color. both like horror fans? Like you From like way being back. scared? Because um. I think I'm I think I'm honestly psychologically fascinated by the the need for horror fans that want to go to movies and be scared. Like I actually don't particularly relish. Like I'd love opportunities to be scared. Like yeah, yeah. I could yeah. I could. <clears throat> Hire both of you guys and be like, hey, 10 times a year, randomly, I want you to come and make noise outside my house. You know, like just, you know, shake the windows or, you know, make some funny noises or get some. And I'll leave my door unlocked all year. That way I know for sure it could be y'all or it could be real. Oh and that'll God. scare the shit out of me, right? Yeah. I could make it happen for myself. I just don't have any desire for that. No, no. I don't have any desire to recreate that fear feeling in a movie theater. The movie theater is a place where I want to be immersed in something else, something different that may have elements of fear for the character. Yeah. Not necessarily fear for myself. Like, yeah. Chopped up. You know, I think of like Blair Witch Project and stupid signs when it jolted me out of my seat, you know, and (laughs) other things like, like that, you know. So to be in a movie where the entire film is about creating suspense and fear and just psychologically breaking you down that way for the next couple of days while you're at home, mm. anytime you're in the dark and something looks like that, you're fearful at home too. Cause for me, like I don't really get off to that. That doesn't yeah. sound fun to me. Like, Oh my God, I was so scared. Like Shit, my pants. I've never, I've never understood that. So I'm just yeah. curious if yeah. you guys have that where you're like seeking that out and you're looking for that, that fear to take you to actually, whatever place it's supposed to take you. No, I actually try to avoid it. Uh, I haven't really seen anything horror on purpose for a very long time. And even then, my definition of horror is a little bit different now as an adult than it was when, it, when I was a kid. I think the best horror movies, to me, Poltergeist, 
that was the last great horror film. And since then, it's been nothing but gore and suspense. I was really close to really enjoying, um, what's it called, uh, Insidious. And then that demon thing goes into his room with, like, like they like they specifically said, find every creepy thing that creeps people out and put it in this one room. <laughs> just because it can be there because he's a creepy guy. That, that broke it down for me. After that, I was like, this sucks, this is stupid, this is campy, whatever. But, like... I don't relish the idea of it. So when people are like, oh, hey, for Amer- for example, American Horror Story, I'm like, well, I don't need to see that. You know, whatever. I'm not I'm not really into it. But then my parents are like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, well, if they're into it and I know their personality when it comes to it is like mine, you know, maybe it's okay. But, like, I am not a horror buff. I think – I don't think I've seen any of the hostels. I've never seen any of the Saw movies. I purposefully avoid them. I've never seen those. I think I, I saw the first. That. I saw the first Final Destination with the Ali Lugger, yeah. and I was terrified mm. for for weeks. I was yeah. like, "Great, now my toaster's gonna kill me." And yeah, in the shower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, but that's that's that was it for me. That that's pitiful last. because that stuff's so real. Like at least twice a year, I randomly find myself whether it's in a hotel when I'm traveling or in my own bathroom where I find my feet slip underneath me. I'm like, wow, I could have just cracked yeah. my head and cracked my neck and. The hot water That'd would just be spritzing my dead body <laughs> for like boiling your on, face. however long it takes to oh, find me, you man. know? And I'm like, so stuff like that, I'm not like, oh, or <laughs> I, anytime I'm behind freaking 18 wheelers with logs, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. that, you know? I don't, I don't see the, the value yeah. to that. I don't see the entertainment. I don't, yeah. Yeah. so that's not fun for me. So the whole horror thing of like, you know, oh, they're ripping my guts out or oh, the, I'm getting yeah. squashed on the road when I drive. I've never, yeah. I've never yeah. gotten it. So it's, it's interesting to me, you know, where it's like, I'm more afraid to watch alien than any horror movie like alien part the first one to me is terrifying that one feels like a horror movie yeah it I feels like would, a horror that movie would be straight up sci-fi me. horror it's yeah. scary you know that first time the snap in half it's like that that gave me nightmares man forever <laughs> and maybe that's part of being accidentally exposed to stuff when you're not supposed to see it as a kid that could be part hey, of it too thriller messed me up man when i was a kid not the zombie part the zombie part was fine because they were dancing talking about the, the video part the, the werewolf part yeah. oh yeah. that yeah. fucked me up that yeah. big and that only probably because within a week's time i saw i walked out of my room when i was a kid when my parents put me to bed and said don't come out of your room stay in bed stay we're asleep naked. i came out and i saw freaking thriller i saw the werewolf and i was like a week later, I saw American Werewolf in London, and yeah, that messed me up. So those two things, like pretty much within the same time frame, like that really scarred me for a long time. Like with the heart being ripped out ugh. in Temple of Doom, that scared me. Yes, and then the, the monkey uh, brains, kind and of then the, and then it. the Nazi melting in uh, Crusade. Yeah, in the in the third one. The third in, one? In, in Jones, yeah, when the, when the Nazi melts, when he's like, what's happening to me? And then he, he ages oh, instantly. Oh, he ages. And oh, then he melts. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's terrifying. Yeah, but in the first one, the guy The first melts. one, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that got arc, me. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the glasses. <laughs> his eyes fucking drip out of his head. Yeah. yeah. That's brutal. Kalima. And then, well, yeah, the heart, the Kaliman thing. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't think, 
I remember seeing it as an adult and thinking, did I see this as a kid? Because it seems familiar, but it's like I repressed it on purpose. Maybe those PG ratings aren't bullshit. Maybe <laughs> PG-13 means something. Oh, speaking of, my friend from work uh, the other day, we, we had been talking about Deadpool for a while. And she's like, oh, I finally saw Deadpool. I'm like, oh, yeah. How would you think? You know, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. And she's like, dude, I, I, I took my kids. I was like what she's like i didn't know i didn't really we left 20 minutes in but she's like i didn't realize it and i'm like it was all over the place that they were like this is not yes (laughs) this is not for kids and uh we just got a costume she's like i thought it was it was a marvel movie i thought i'm like well you know come on there's ratings for a reason right yeah i don't know man did you see it i haven't seen it yet i want to i want to really bad I haven't yeah. seen it either, yeah, but. but I know I know what we've all seen, and we'll save it for another episode sometime. But uh, I know we definitely want to continue with our Star Wars, uh, not even trilogy, but we want to just continue with our series of hitting on Star Wars stuff. We've only done one episode on it so far, so we've got to talk about talk about that Star Wars. That was a scary movie. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh Damn. you know, uh but the, we're talking about the horror stuff. Um like <laughs> speaking of scary shit. Speaking of um speaking of waste of times. Um no I'm just Wow. I'm just kidding. So you didn't like Star Wars? I'll save it for next time, man. But Well no, give us a little teaser. Thumbs uh, up, thumbs down. No, no, it w- I thought it was a uh, it was a very entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. So as far as was it worth my Ten dollars, yes. So I guess that's, they that's mission, mission accomplished, man. Ten dollars, it was worth it. That, that was but, as far as uh, it margaritas stands. also worth ten dollars. So, no, I, honestly, I had a lot of issues with it. I, I think it was, I think it's the kind of movie that if anybody else had made, like if somebody had given me or you or Mike hundred million dollars and we made it, people would be like, oh, they just ripped off Star Wars. But if you do it within the system, it's not ripping it off. It's paying homage or your paying service to fans and i don't know i think you know it's gonna be a a, a cop out you know it'll be a neat question to answer for all of us next uh on the episode that we do it if the exact same movie had been done written and directed by george lucas would you have hated it it more or loved it more because it's nothing like the prequels yeah i think people would have hated they would said oh he's just recycling his own movie again hmm but I then they would have been like, yeah, but this is how it should have been. Like, now this is more nostalgic. This is paying fan service. That'll be a neat thing to... Uh, but then, but then, see. like, would people, would, would critics give him shit and they'd just be like, oh, he just did it to make, you know, to make up for the prequels. And then you're going to shit on him for that anyways. So maybe we'll... <laughs> make, damn so, do. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, just, it's too late. You're, you're it's too late. Force ghost if you do and force ghost if you don't. <laughs> Dead either way. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this is the uh, the end of our Terror Expo uh, episode and uh, we look forward to next year's Terra Expo and hopefully since maybe this will set a precedent since we're doing this for Terra Expo it's a guy thing we'll be able to make it to the Comic Con this year this coming year which is what I think it's in October I could be wrong no idea I don't know we will figure out when but we there's going to be it. on this episode there's going is there going to be some bonus material from uh... yeah either either we've already played it or we're going to play it I think we're going to play it next mm. we're going to play it next so some off the cuff bonus material from the actual event. Yeah, we were there on Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. <laughs> if I didn't delete it, Phantasmagora. If, if I didn't delete it, 
But uh, yeah, Cap- thanks for listening, Captain guys. Placenta. You can start. <laughs> you can start. You can start charging for Rick's uh, censored materials, Mario. You can we put can those online. Oh, we can do that on our Patreon. Actually, we have a Patreon page. Um, thanks for for. Every time I cuss, you can pay us a dollar. <laughs> can donate to us. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash it's a guy thing podcast. And uh, you can donate however much you want, either just for a month or for each episode. We had one, we had uh, somebody donating uh, $20 per episode for $210. Um, so that was pretty cool. That helped. Nice. That helped. What does Patreon mean? I know what it like, is, but what does it mean? It's like, it's a play on the word patron. Oh, that's what I thought. That was like people were saying it Rick, wrong. It should be like the. Uh, <laughs> it should be like member in uh, in like eighth grade when we had the uh, for the marathon at yeah. Blossom Athletic Center with the little paper and people could do a flat rate or do like a yeah, however many mile. miles you run we'll pay so oh, you can yeah. do like a cussing one for you like yeah we'll just sign up for yeah. you know two bucks per cuss word yeah then it turns out you cussed six hundred and twenty four yeah times. and it goes straight to the kids man right that's a great that's a great cause actually right there cuss for the kids yeah, cussing for kitties for kitties um but yeah no I mean definitely check out our Patreon page uh, depending on if we get any people donating or anything maybe we'll put out special content that's just specific for the Patreon patrons um but uh, but this tidbit you guys will get free this is our uh, walking of the uh the i was gonna say alamo city comic-con the alamo city terror expo con you know what you could con do mario you could do like fest. a special a special rate for like a live skype with us on Ooh, video non-recorded yeah. just I'm just talking to it it's yeah. not recorded questions <laughs> yeah Hand, handshakes. Not, no video just What's audio up? yeah we'll just get our picture for forty dollars and <laughs> We just use like those the like little like uh, animated gif faces. Like. <laughs> I, I call the uh, I call the the sad face. Uh, what the one that they made look like the basketball player? Oh yeah, Michael Jordan. No, not the sad. The Michael one. Jordan crying guy. That's not Michael Jordan, is it? No, yeah. I didn't think what so. What are you talking about? Let's I thought it was. Let's I thought it was stop. the really tall dude. Go uh, go out on a high note, man. Go out on a high note. <laughs> Let's digress into something we have no idea what we're talking about. All right, guys. Well, here's, here's ah, us watching TerrorCon. Terror Expo. 2006. Terror Fest is back. Good only five bucks for kids. <laughs> the car eating truck to con. <laughs> hey, that might be next. It's I don't know. You never know. Monster Truck Fest Terror Con. <laughs> Thanks for Watch Billy guys. Zapka get eaten. <laughs> have a good Day, night, wherever you're. <laughs> Don't have any nightmares. Jason. 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 Jason, Jason kid. <laughs>